Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to quick bite number 88 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. The quick bites are the bite-sized, fun-sized one-offs of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast, where we bring you stuff that we just couldn't fit into a main episode. That's right. There was so much at the Anchorage Run Fest and around town in Anchorage, Alaska, that we wanted to bring to you great beer, delicious food. We couldn't put it all in one episode. So we have quick bites to tell you about everything you should do after you accomplish at an event like the Anchorage Run Fest. Which was an awesome event. And if you haven't checked out the most recent episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast, Mm. please go check that out. Uh, We're not going to have a new full episode this week. This quick bite is going to be our one and only that we push out uh, for Tuesday because of the impending hurricane here in Florida. We've been very fortunate in that the projected path says that it's going to skirt the state and kind of head up into the North Atlantic. We're hoping that meteorologists are correct, but everybody here in the state's been getting ready to one degree or another. Just to be safe, to be sure. And I mean, you can just... I think about those people in the Bahamas. Yeah, the Bahamas is taking the brunt of it today, and our friends over on the east coast of Florida really Mm -hmm. have a lot to look out for. So again, we're thinking about you guys over there. Mm -hmm. Please make sure that you are safe. Right. Stay safe, and hopefully we can get past this as quickly as possible. And minimal loss of property and no loss of life. Exactly. Exactly. We can avoid the worst. So we're not doing a full episode this week. We're just doing the quick bite, but that does not mean it's not awesome stuff. Yeah, it's great. It really is. It is. And this week we are talking about Midnight Sun Brewing Company. Yes. (laughs) I love the name. Oh, yeah. I love the name. (laughs) We saw the name first at a place that was in downtown Anchorage that is a partnership with Midnight Sun, but... They are like, it's a, like sandwich. a sandwich shop. Yeah, like a sandwich shop deli type of place. And it was really kind of... On the of lower level. Because on the upper level, that was like a rooftop type where Midnight Sun beer was supposed to be served. Right. right. Yeah. And, and, but it was kind of... It seemed like the kind of place that was catering to the lunch crowd in yeah. the downtown area. For sure. More, uh, more so than late night mm. partying type thing. Yeah, it, it did. So... That location didn't really have the rooftop, second level. Wasn't open, open when we went there. So that that was actually right around the corner from our hotel. And we were like, well, we're not going to miss out on Midnight Sun. So we here found, we go. We found the place from whence the beer came. And we took an Uber to get there. Yeah, probably <laughs> a 10 to 15 minute Uber ride from downtown Anchorage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not very inconvenient at all. So if you are in the Anchorage area and you wanted to check out Midnight Sun, 
it's a quick ride over. Yeah. And I loved that the bottom level was the the place where all the brewing happened. Let's tell everybody the, the ride terminates in a pretty industrial area. Yes, but that is typical of a lot of breweries that we have discovered over the lifespan of our podcast. Well, I think that has a lot to do with zoning. I'm yes. Sure. Yes. And they did a great job because you, you, as you're driving past, they've got the big rollaway doors mm-hmm. and you can see the tanks. Mm-hmm. And, and they were house. brewing when we got there. Yes. They were in the middle of doing some stuff while we when we arrived. Mm-hmm. Then you go in and mm-hmm. take it away from that description. Yeah. So you go in and then there are signs that, that show you to head upstairs to where the loft is. There are stairs. There was almost like a merchandise area. Mm-hmm. When you first came in. Showing you the shirts and mm-hmm. they have some really nice merchandise. Yeah, they did some nice jackets, some a variety of t-shirts. Yeah, several different kinds yeah. and styles and for men and women. Mm-hmm. And then when you head upstairs, there is both an indoor and an outdoor area as a part of the loft. It was just... It was like silver tones, very industrial, but... It was nice, and they had a kitchen right there where they were making some great food. Yes, so we are going to be talking about food and drink mm. in this quick bite. Yeah. So where do you want to start? you want to start with Ooh. the food? Well, uh, actually, let me say, you, you mentioned that it was like a lot of silver tones. They use a lot of like brushed metal. Yeah. In addition to wood and stone. I mean, mm-hmm. it, was, it was just a cool look. And, you know, before we go into the food or the beer, I want to say there was a large outdoor kind of place where you could sit and drink beer. But then there was a portion that was you couldn't take beer out onto the terrace, the well, that, patio. That terrace had the stairwell that led straight down to the parking lot. Right. You're not allowed to drink in the parking lot. So you right. can stay upstairs and drink. Even right. outdoors, but not not if you're heading out towards the stairs. Oh, is that what that's? Yeah, and that's then, that you know what else I liked in there, indoors? There was a beer forward board. Yes, that I was a really neat, neat thing. Explain to everybody what the beer forward board is. So the beer forward board, if you buy a beer for somebody, it could be your server, it could be your beer tender, it could be someone else in uh, at the loft, along with you that you might have met just standing in line, sampling some of the beers up there before you choose what you're going to drink or as you're selecting a flight. It could have been one of your friends that you brought along with you to hang out and have some food and beverage. And on the beer forward board is a place where you can write a a post-it note Mm -hmm. to the person that you beard it forward to am i saying this right i don't know yep but i mean and it was just littered just covered in notes thank yous or cheers or you know notes to the servers about how awesome they are just that they friends saying they love each other and just it's yeah or like if somebody were coming here before catching a flight home and it's like, you know, hey, goodbye, we'll miss you. Or 
a congratulatory message. Just they're they're great. And people were buying them and posting them for random people. Mm-hmm. I actually took a photo. I'm looking at it to any Alaska State Trooper. Yeah, enjoy. Um, they were doing stuff for. Oh, for fifteenth wedding anniversary. Uh, any couple, yeah, any couple on their fifteenth wedding anniversary, stuff like that. Just really cool. I and love it. Nice way to kind of build some community. Yeah, and bear it forward. Maybe, maybe it's somebody you didn't know. Maybe it's someone who you're close to. Maybe it's someone you respect. You know that they protect and serve. Or it, it's just really cool. It was. I liked it a lot. So they had that. They have a cooler. Their bar is set up, again, with a combination of the wood and the yeah. metal. And we are greeted when we walk in by this young lady Ugh. with bright purple hair. Uh-huh. And I do not remember her oh name. Oh, my gosh. She was so nice. But she was awesome. She knew her beers inside and out. And then the first thing she was asking us is what kind of foods did we like? What kind of tastes, you know, flavor profiles do we generally yeah. prefer? Yeah. Not what kind of beer. So much. Well, just flavors in general. Flavors in general. Right? And we really, when I looked at their board, they had some clever names. They had varieties of different styles, both dark and light beer. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, we didn't end up getting this one in, in the flight, but I think we, I think she let us try a little bit of the one that was called Phrasing. And that was a, a homage to the TV show Archer on FX. Yeah, and I thought that was so funny. I don't know because it, it was an IPA. If I really that if that was going to be my jam, but I just love the name. Yeah, and she did let us sample a good number Quite of beers. A bit. Quite. An extensive piece of their menu, just I mean, so nice and inviting, and just wanting us to have in our flights things we would enjoy. Yep. And so. and she knew she's like, okay, you know, I I can tell you all about this beer, and she was giving perfect descriptions of the flavor profiles, the body, yeah, everything you would expect, and yeah. then based on the things that she was asking us, she was spot on on her recommendations so yeah well at one point she's like okay well why don't you just do a dark and a light flight so it made perfect sense and that's exactly what we did we well, did kind of well kind of didn't we for the most part i don't know do I, you consider do you consider amber's dark beers well darker than something that's yellow well true color i mean we both had one that was maybe one of these things just didn't belong here. Yeah. <laughs> like when you look at the picture, like the episode artwork or pictures that we post online throughout the week, you'll see, oh, there's one that's an amber on both that don't really, doesn't really go with a light or a dark flight, but it gave us variety. It did. It did. So are we going to start with beer or are we going to start with food? Well, we're we're talking about the beer. So let's start with the beer. Let's then. start with the beer. We'll end with the food. Why not? All right. I mean, I know it's the run, eat, drink podcast, but we've been talking about the beer. Well, it was excellent beer. Yeah. So we each did a flight of four. There were flights of four. Yes. And would you like me to start out this time? Yes. Okay. Well, I went with the dark flight. <laughs> so the first beer that I had was called their Paramore Porter, and this is a pomegranate. Porter. 
Very unique. I've never seen, actually, I don't think I've ever had pomegranate in a beer. This mm-hmm. one came in at 6.2% ABV and only 25 IBU. This had a medium body. It was a deep brown color, and I, I described it as being almost cloudy. It let no mm-hmm. light through. It was very smooth with moderate carbonation and a surprising bit of tartness on the end, thanks to the pomegranate, I think. Ah. Not not a, a sourness like a sour, but just really? a little tartness at the end. And I, I, I wrote in my notes that it was surprisingly drinkable. So this went down very easy. Uh-oh. It was very pleasant. It wasn't, there was no pucker from that tartness. It wasn't like cloying, you know, just where it like... It's- Made you wince. It was it yeah. was very pleasant. And when you talk about a porter and you're talking about tartness, that's unique. Very. I yeah. uh, this is probably the the only f- uh, one of the few I guess fruited porters mm. that I've had. And yeah, it was very drinkable. Mm-hmm. Very surprising. Mm. Yeah, pomegranate you don't see too, too much. No, I, th- I think you got to work too hard for the pomegranate seed, so I can't I know imagine I a ton of brewers really are, are itching to <laughs> use that fruit in, in many of their beers. So well, I know. Maybe hats they off do. to them for doing something different up there. Who knows? Yeah, it would seem like a lot of work. Absolutely. If you're going to shell it from the actual fruit. I'm guessing the, the seeds. I'm guessing they might include, you know, just like throw the whole pods in. Oh, maybe. Would be my guess. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Or they're having to buy them already done, and I'm guessing that would be expensive. Yeah. Because it is expensive when we go to the grocery store mm-hmm. <laughs> to get them out of the pod already. So what do you think, do you recall if you liked it well enough to have a whole pint? Yes, I would absolutely have a whole pint of this. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Nice. So let's see. I started with, and this on the board was posted as a new offering. As a new offering, their American wheat, which is 4.6% ABV and 20 IBU. And you're a fan of wheat beers. I am a fan of wheat beers. You know, um, Blue Moon's. When we don't go anywhere that there's a whole lot of local on tap or, you know, I'll have, I'll have that. And this, this had like a cloudy yellow appearance and I didn't see really any head on it at all. And it, I mean, it, it let light go through. It had a weedy, citrusy nose on it, mild carbonation, and it just, it went down real, it was a s- super light, it went down easy. I like, I like a good smooth wheat mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. So, I, would I have a pint of this? Yes. I just, it's reminiscent of maybe a, a like a blue moon. Fair enough. Yeah? Yeah. So, that's, that was the first on my flight of four. So was that a good way to start that flight? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I jumped into the deep end in my second beer. <laughs> you did? I did because <laughs> my second beer in the flight was their 24 oh. Russian Imperial Stout. The 24 Russian Imperial Stout clocks in at 12.7% ABV and 30 IBU. Ooh, 12. 12.7. Well, what did you go from 6 to 12? Yes. Woo! 
So I said, jumped into the deep end here. Yeah. Uh, this had a very deep chocolate brown color that was almost black. It had a creamy brown crema colored, almost colored head on the mm-hmm. beer. So it reminded me a little bit of a of, of an espresso in that respect. This was a full-bodied Imperial Stout. Had strong notes of dark chocolate and coffee, mm. and a, but only a mild hoppiness. And what I thought was really nice on this was a brown sugar finish at the end. Yeah, I remember trying that and saying, ooh, yeah. This was much less bitter than many Russian Imperials that we've had before. Because they can be. They Ugh. really can be. Yeah. And th- and that all depends on, on the type of hops and when mm-hmm. they're added into that brewing process. This one, the bitterness on the end is at the back of the tongue. Uh, it is not oppressive at all. Uh, very high ABV and a full body mm-hmm. make this, for me, what I would consider to be an after meal or end of the night beer. So you couldn't have it with, say, seafood or... I don't... This would pair... I think too heavy I think for that. It, absolutely. I think that this would pair great with a dessert. This right. would pair great with... I mean, even if you were doing something like a, a big steak, even if that was going to be your one and done. But I would prefer to save this for my end of the evening beer. Yeah. Because, again, because of that high ABV especially. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did you do? It's 12, you said? It was 12.7? 12. 12. 12. Almost 13. And that's double what your initial one was, right? Yes. Mine mine is also, I mean, I started with an American wheat, which was 4.6. Mm-hmm. And then I had their Fallen Angel, which is 8.5% ABV. And 18 IBU, and it's billed as a Belgian Golden Strong Ale, which was brewed on 666. Oh, that's uh, important of things to come if you keep drinking that beer. Oh, yeah. So it, I mean, you know what it's named for? Fallen Fallen Angel. Angel. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, a Belgian Golden Strong Ale, and let me tell you, it reminded me so much of... Big Storm Brewing Company's Category 3 from our Hurricane series. Now, I, I agree with you completely. I remember us talking about this at the table. and would have been interested to really have this next to that Cat 3. Yeah, to compare to them. To like an A-B comparison. Because mm-hmm. I love Belgian Strongs anyway. It, and Category 3 is one of your favorites of that whole... It is deal so i think you would really like this i did you let me and taste it. i mean to have a whole to have a whole pint of it oh, oh absolutely <laughs> you know what i mean absolutely so it had those bubblegum flavors that kevin long talked about when we did our live beer chat with him mm-hmm. or what some people would call banana or what some people would call banana and clove and that's immediately the go-to's that we say we get so banana and clove, it was a thicker body like the Cat 3, mild carbonation. And I just... Which that mild carbonation is kind of dangerous in a beer like that because yeah. then it makes it so easy to go down. Yeah. And this body was a golden yellow color. It, its appearance does not in any way say, hey, 
I'm 8.5 ABV. How was the, you said the, the body, you meant the color was that deep golden color. Mm-hmm. How was the body? Me- medium? The body was a, was like cat three, you know? Oh, okay. So medium you, body. You know, when you, when we were tasting all the Belgians from Big Storm and you would taste the number three and then you would go back and taste the number one and the number one was just so super light after having had the three. Yeah. By comparison. It's like, it, it, it was like the heavier body. Yeah. Like that, but it's not so syrupy like a porter or a stout that could be a dessert beer. I gotcha. You like know? the one I just had. Yeah. Yeah. Or, well, you didn't say it was like a Marshall Zukov, though. I, or, would, put, I would put mine back cl- would you? close to that. Oh, yeah. But not as thick. Well, uh-huh. I don't know. It's certainly not as not as sickly sweet to me. I think yeah. that, I, I think like Marshall Zukov, while it's a good beer, it is it's a good bit. You sweeter. can't have a lot of it. Can't. Yeah. Uh, that as good as it is. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Twenty four Russian Imperial. Ooh, I could do a whole pint of that. But that, you're you're Belgian strong. You could have a whole pint of this right. too easily. So Midnight Sun for you. One. Midnight Sun. Firing all cylinders, whatever you want to say. Yes. So good. So that was my that was the next beer in my flight. Okay. Yes. Well, the next beer in my flight was the was one that has a a, a really interesting name, and it's called the Usik Amber. <laughs> Come to find Sorry. out, Usik is an Inuit word for uh, walrus penis. I believe that's or like the walrus. Penis. But apparently no walruses were harm, harmed in the making of this beer, thankfully. No, it's just named for that. So, um, yeah. good, because I i don't need any exotic ingredients in my beer, especially something right. quite that exotic. It's just the name. It's just the name. Just the name. This one, I, I decided to come back down to a normal ABV. I got, this is a five points. Five percent. It's a ABV. roller coaster of a flight for you. It really was, <laughs> um, but only eleven IBU. So not that bitter. No, this is a clear, deep amber color with mild carbonation. I said that it had a light to medium body, with no bitterness. Malty with a slightly sweet finish, and this was a standout for those not wanting hoppy beers. Is what I jotted down here in my notes. Really? Yes. So you were a fan. I was a very big fan of yeah. this one. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's so um, clever. And, and the style Nate's. is a German alt beer. I don't know if I mentioned that before. And I've we've had a couple of alt beers, and mm-hmm. I, I, I seem to be a fan of that style. Yeah. I, I don't think that we've had one that I've I've disliked. So. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Um, I'm broadening my horizons. You are, and I I had next in my flight the Puffin Pale Ale. Puffin, Puffin. like the bird. Like the bird. So um, their names are super clever, and they Very. had, I mean, they had others, too, that had clever names. But this one was the, the Puffin Pale Ale at 5.7 ABV and 30 IBU. And I think that this was, this right here might have been the most hops I had in my flight because mm-hmm. I didn't have an IPA in this go-round. And it, so, but it wasn't overly hoppy. It was a golden, a darker golden color, and it did have a head on it, just 
a lighter head. It wasn't like the head on an espresso, like shot, you know, it was just a lighter head and the darker golden color in the cup. So it had moderate hops and a mild carbonation. It had a malty flavor, but not as much as an amber. And it was slightly bitter on the back of the tongue at the end with a medium body. Would you call this one a balanced beer? I think so. I mean, it it didn't kill me with hops. It didn't kill me with hops. And, you know... Anytime I see pale ale, I'm kind of hesitant because I feel like bitterness is coming. But thanks to our beer tender, she kind of knew that. Yeah. So it didn't seem to steer you in the wrong direction. So, no, I think it's good. Now, I might have a whole pint of something else in my flight. Like, it wasn't my absolute favorite. Wasn't your favorite of the flight, but you enjoyed it in the flight. I did. Okay. I did. That's what I would say. And I think it's an expertly brewed beer. And I think that part of the fun of flights is trying new things. Mm -hmm. So even if that's not necessarily going to be something that you're going to get a whole pint of. Right. You know, you got to try a little something different, a little something new. And then that way, when you go out with your friends and they're trying to figure out what to get and you have zeroed in on certain types of beer, you can say, hey, you may like this one because when you describe what you like for me, you know, you're like moderate hops and a little bit of bitterness on the finish. So here, this might be a great offering for you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I have one more in my flight and that is the Nitro Dorcha. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Nitro Dorcha. And this is their Dry Irish Stout. 5.9% 5.9% ABV, 30 IBU, and I will say that nitro makes everything better. So smooth. This was a dark brown slash black, allowing very little light through. So a brownish black color, completely opaque, smooth, creamy, light to medium body. And in my notes, I wrote that Guinness lovers would love this. It looks like an espresso shot. Yeah. Looking at the photo right here, it, it looks like a, a basically a baby Guinness mm-hmm. in that tiny it. little taster that we have there. Baby Guinness. And if you like Guinness, this is a perfect uh, version of a dry Irish stout. So mm. I think that that would be my, my best way to describe this yeah. is maybe a... Uh, uh, a Guinness with a little more oomph. Yeah. Would be the best way I could describe this. Well. And I would do a whole pint of this. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, without, you... without question. Good. Yes. Lovely. Delicious. And smooth. So the last beer I had, it was a wit beer. And we had a wit beer very early on our podcast we had the wizard wit yes yes made by barrel of monks brewing in uh fort lauderdale boca raton boca fort raton. lauderdale yeah that area i think it's boca raton but i think you're right well that's where we had it anyway but at any rate this was snowshoe white snowshoe white a wit beer at 4.8 ABV and 12 IBU, so really low on the bitterness factor. Okay. And it looks like a light cloudy yellow. Mm-hmm. 
with uh, almost no head to it. And it gave flavors of coriander, cumin, but not really overly smoky, um, orange peel. So I think the cumin was just subtle in the process, in the brewing They used cumin in yeah. that beer? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's cloudy. It's got medium carbonation. In the notes as I was tasting, I put it's Wizard Wit's Northern Cousin. Okay. Yeah. That kind of makes sense that you mentioned if they used cumin in that, then that that gives it that a little hint of smokiness, a little hint of warmth. That would be so perfect for a northern variety mm-hmm. of this beer. Yeah, but it wasn't the overpowering flavor. It was just a subtle difference. Okay. A subtle difference. And I think it's it might have been one of my favorites of the flight. Yeah. And they also have a couple of offerings on their menu where they take that wit beer and they put pomegranate with it or mango with it. Ooh. Yeah, they have an alpen glow and a beach bum that the beach bum has the mango and the alpen glow has the pomegranate. Interesting. Yeah, so a little bit of uh, fruity flavor along with it. And I th- basically w- using the wit beer as their base and yeah. then fruiting it. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting to take that beer in just to offer other spins. And it was a good base for that, I think. Well, yeah. I'm a fan of wit beers like that as well. Yeah. I, I don't remember tasting that one. And I would have, I kind of wish I had now because the, that, that cumin, the, ad, the addition of cumin, I think, is really interesting to that. Yeah. So, so those uh, were, yeah, f- eight pretty killer beers on Definitely. on the whole, and we didn't overlap at all. We didn't for a change, <laughs> so that's good. But if you're going to have killer beers, it's only natural mm. that you might have something to go with that—a little something to snack on or to munch on, just to as a palate cleanser, mm-hmm. or just as a reason to check out the offerings since this place had a kitchen. Oh, yeah. And while we were there, we took a look through the menu, and we also saw that they had some specials up. Yeah. So, listen, they had a turkey sandwich. They always have a a dip, an off-the-hook dip, but it can be different. It's a varietal. Like a dip sandwich, like a a French dip-style sandwich thing? Well, the... The totally tubular club is what they had when oh, we oh, were oh, there. Oh. I mistook. I, I misunderstood you. I'm sorry. I was think I was thinking about French dips there all of a sudden. Well, French dips are quite tasty. But you're actually talking about dip dip. But I'm talking about they'll have a dip of the day, and then right next door to it, they had a sandwich, a totally tubular club, a turkey, ham, and bacon club that looked quite good, and the the dip right next door to it, but they'll have different things on their menu throughout. And I just, the dessert that they had up there, we didn't have time for, Mm -hmm. but they take their panty peeler. They take their, that's a, that's a beer, their panty peeler beer. And yes. And they put pear gelato that they have made with that beer into a float. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
Six ounces of panty peeler poured on top of delicious house-made panty peeler honey pear gelato, whipped cream, raspberry, and mint. And I should have gotten dessert. I'm so sad we didn't have it, but I'm really glad that we had the dip, the off-the-hook dip of the day. Yes. So talk about this dip that we are going to discuss here. Creamy chorizo. And from the specials board, it reads, house-made chorizo in cream cheese and sour cream with onion, jalapeno, green chilies, and cheddar cheese topped with green onion. Oh, my. Oh, my. They serve it to you in this this oblong crock and this big pile of chips next boat. to it. It's yeah, a, a boat. It's a boatload of dip. And it's meaty. It's chunky. It's piping hot when it comes to the table. Chips are warm. I'll let you start. It. it I, I just, there's tanginess. From the mixture of the sour cream and the cream cheese. And the orange color from the house-made chorizo that they stir in there. And I'm telling you, they do not skimp on the meat. No, this is a crumbled chorizo that is throughout. This is a very meaty queso that you're getting. Oh, and they they balance it so nicely with not only the meat, but you also get jalapeno and green chilies and they top it with, you know, green onion. I mean, it is fantastic as far as the, the texture that you're getting because you're, yeah. every bite you're, you're really having to chew because you've got all of this the meat, just juicy, Jeez. spicy <sighs> chorizo. And I say spicy. It wasn't overly spicy. You know, there are different warming. different levels of spice, but nothing that just blew your doors off so you couldn't enjoy the rest of the meal once you had some. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Jalapeno was very subtle. Green chili provides a different layer of spice. And the chorizo just had like that warming effect. Just great. And the chips that they served with were sturdy enough to hold up to that that dip was so thick it was but it's, it, they stood up to it very well but it was it was the perfect balance of the the thick gooey cheese oh. and the the meat and the veggies absolutely great oh when you're there if you're looking for something to share and and the two of us shared this and and we were Fine. Fine with yeah. just this. This is absolutely big enough for three or four people to share. Yeah. And I know that they probably do different kinds of dips on different days. But, I mean, if this is ever on the specials board, oh, my goodness. Just I, get it. They, they should have this in their regular rotation, and I hope that they do. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and it's really, I would love to try all of their different dishes. Well, we may have to do that in our mm. next trip back up to Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah. So totally. It was excellent. So all in all, the folks at Midnight Sun Brewing are absolutely knocking it out of the park with both their food and their beers. Indeed. If you are heading up to Anchorage for the Anchorage Run Fest like we did for one of the other race events that are there, or if you're just traveling there maybe for business, pleasure, a cruise, doing a cruise, whatever the case may be, make sure you stop by Midnight Sun Brewing Company. Yes. 
for sure. It's a cool place. Great food menu we wanted to have more of. Terrific people and tasty varieties of brews. Absolutely. Yeah. So that does it for this quick bite and yes. for this week's yes. episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Mm-hmm. We um, have been doing a little bit of training running, but nothing, yeah. no travel this week and no travel no. Um, next week either. So no. um, we are going to be keeping an eye on the storm. Yep. We will be reaching out to you guys on social media throughout the week to kind of let you know how we're doing. It's mm-hmm. all hopefully on the other side oh. of the state. Nothing's supposed to be coming over here, but you know, we'll keep everybody up to date and uh, we're just thinking about our friends over on the East coast and up the Eastern seaboard. Absolutely. So hopefully this thing goes out to sea and just, you know, fizzles out. Yes. So in the meantime, if you can think of a place that we should come to so that we can run a race Mm-hmm. and accomplish a goal, and then it, go and explore the local food and beverage scene and indulge in some tasty beverages, hit us up. Let us know where we should come to next. Yes. Send us a message on email or give us a little audio clip attached to an email, or maybe no more than a minute, with your name, where you're from, and what your tip is at info at runeatdrink.net. That's the email is info at runeatdrink.net. Or if you just want to give us a call, you can leave a message at 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. And like Amy said, just keep it to about a minute. Mm-hmm. Let us know your name and where you're calling from mm-hmm. and give us your tip that you would recommend for us, a race that we should check out, a town that we should visit, uh, a particular place that we should go in a particular town, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. If you give us the town and the location, we'll find the race. Yes, and I think that some people in the Extra Mile podcast group have been mentioning that we need to get to do the bird in the hand that's happening this month. I believe it's happening this weekend or next weekend because I've seen a lot of their posts. And we need to check that out because that is a recommendation from that group. Okay, we'll check it out. Send us more recommendations like that. Yes, send them in. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. And we hope to hear from you guys very soon with those recommendations. But for Mm -hmm. now, for the Run, Eat, Drink podcast, I'm your co-host, Dana. And I'm your host, Amy. Hey, have a great week. Stay safe and enjoy your runs. And thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.